Tandem Nomads, episode 204. Success. We tend to define this term on many ways. I'm glad that I could define it as this perfect balance between family life and business life. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi, and today's topic is all about defining success, but as well as creating a successful online and portable business that is based on a product and more specifically, handcraft products. To talk about this topic, I am more than excited to introduce you to Agnieszka, Agnieszka Kaczkowska. <laughs> I hope I did not destroy your name. <laughs> yeah, you're brilliant. That's really rare that somebody from abroad pronounces my name and surname right. <laughs> Yay! So are you ready for this ride? Yeah, thank you so much for the invitation, Amel. I'm really glad that I could share the story of Polish handmade Polish craftsman here in your podcast. Thank you so much. And Nomad Nation, I need to tell you that, Agnieszka, if you're a loyal listener to Tandem Nomad's podcast show, I've been talking so many times of the importance of surrounding yourself with uh, the great peers and partners and masterminds and accountability partners, people who keep you inspired and move you forward in your own journey. And Agnieszka is one of them for me. So Agnieszka, it means so much to me that you came on the show. And I want to take a moment to thank you for the inspiration you've been part on my journey yeah it's it's so such a privilege to have you in like work together in a mastermind group I always believed in the power of mastermind by but I think our group just have taken that to a totally new level and you know congratulate <laughs> you on on 200 episodes and you know it's such oh, a privilege you. to have a friend and yet listen to your show like listening to some distant you know person that you admire and learn from and at the same time have this possibility to talk to you that's so magic <laughs> oh i love it thank you so much agnieszka so nomad nation as you can see agnieszka has an amazing mindset in positivity which we're all about in this show tandem nomad so let me introduce you to her agnieszka has been an architect for many years with a soft spot for all things handmade she is a total crush it addict we'll see what that oh, yeah. means for those of you who don't know <laughs> a wife and a mother of three children yeah that's the number <laughs> that's amazing so as her third child was born Agnieszka quit her career as an architect to turn her passion into a business and a more fulfilled life she went from organizing recreational crochet workshops to founding Oplotsky, a leading online platform in Poland providing crochet workshops and other types of hand hand um, craft workshops to actually helping crafting artists grow their businesses but also working with corporate companies to engage their employees with great activities what an amazing journey so Agnieszka is now even expanding beyond the borders of Poland with her initiative called Handmade from Poland yeah. you know I really try to summarize your journey wow. did I make any mistakes or um, <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add to the <laughs> That to be honest, you just nailed it. And you know, it always amazes me when somebody summarizes your story and you listen to that, like that's a different person. I still cannot believe it all happened within like three or four years. 
Yeah, it's true. Wow. I dropped architecture after, you know, having my own company. I I was very glad to have this job. I already dreamt to be an architect. In fact, all those handmade things uh, from childhood, they led me to architecture, like, you know, painting, sculpting, all the artistic soul. Oh, that's the connection. Yeah, and, you know, after the second child, I realized it's impossible to be the architect I I was like professional, like it's a time consuming job. And when you have your own company, you always want to serve your client the best way possible. And I knew that at the same time, it's impossible to be a hundred percent mom, a present mom, you know, because perfection is not the word. Right. And I, I kind of ditched architecture to be this perfect mom to be at home, but quickly got bored with that. Actually, it's like it was nearly a depression. I, I was feeling I'm wasting all the resources, all the, you know, ambition, all the things that I want to achieve just for being home cooking and, you know, <laughs> wiping asses, to be honest, <laughs> if I could use this word. You know, all moms agree with me. It's like you really love your children. You want to be with them. But I th- I think I took it too far for that because if I haven't had that time, a plot key wouldn't happen. That was the time I discovered the whole community of women like me ambitious, well-educated with career, that they chose to ditch the career to be a present mom. And they suffocated with that. So we kind of, you know, gathered. This is something, uh, this is something I can tell you, Agnieszka, that a lot of listeners here, uh, like more than half of the listeners done in Nomads are mothers. And they did exactly what you did. They had to ditch their careers to take care of their families. Not always. um, And on top of it, most of them had to give up their courage to move abroad and take care of their families. So that's something huge. So what was that pivotal moment where you said, um, yeah, enough. I'm done. Enough. What what yeah, happened? I, I remember the day. It was like I was sitting at home, like with two kids, and they were fighting, and it was so loud. And I had a call of a friend, and I was so glad that I could talk to a person like about you know anything else than gluten free dinners, right? And she was just asking me, ah, because you know all about the vaccination. Can you tell me about that? And I was like, so. It- I, it was enough. I was so hoping for this, you know, normal conversation about your passion, about the book you've read or about something that will like grow your mindset a little bit. And there was, again, a children's talk. And I said, no way. I have to surround myself with different type of people. Of course, I met my friends from architecture. They were, you know, coming uh, to me to have a home cooked <laughs> cake and, you know, uh, talk about their work and like whole day in the office. And I was obviously like sitting at home, uh, crocheting or doing something with like painting, sculpting, anything that could like free my mind out of all those chil- children connected problems or duties. And I remember the day I was crocheting a poof to kids' room, like all of the stuff they had, like they were handmade. I was that desperate to do something like my hobby at home. And one of my friends, she said, ah, can you show me how to do that? I would gladly have such a thing at my home. And that was the time where handmade um, home accessories were gaining popularity in Poland. There was this whole wave around three or four years ago. And I said, okay, I'll show you, that's easy. And she said, yeah, you know what? It's like two hours just 
passed by. I'm so relaxed. I forgot about the screen, about the problems. I focused my mind so deeply on those, on this, you know, magical repeated movements. It's not that hard. Plus, I went out of your house with a handmade, you know, furniture, mm. right? A piece of furniture. And she brought her friend and another friend for another meeting. And suddenly, after two months, we ended up with, you know, my husband coming back home from his corpo job, silencing two kids in a little room and me partying like crochet party <laughs> in the <laughs> living room teaching all those ladies that I didn't even know because they were like friends of the friends of the friends. And he was the one who actually pushed me to take it outside. He said, okay, I'm done. I, I just want to jump in my cozy clothes and chill out. You just take it to some cafe or something, right? You go out, just chill out. I'll take care of kids, but I don't want to have those parties at home. And that's how it started. I just like, you know, set up a simple web page um, that was Facebook or something. So I could post it like publicly. And I was so surprised because women that came to those workshops, they were not only coming to chill out after work. They, they were mainly moms who just needed a getaway. They needed to talk about something different. And even though they came to create some kind of, you know, crochet poof, for example, that was a perfect excuse, you know, to get out of the house because they were coming back with something, you know, physical to show. Yeah, that's that's why I went out for. But the real reason was just to talk to other women, like somebody else than, you know, your spouse or your kids or your mother-in-law, you know, giving you pieces of advice. And I kind of felt that there's something to it. There's this you know, magical potential. You, you always talk about this intuition in the business and mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, we just have it. Like you feel that there's something to it. You don't know what, but you kind of feel that there's this customer that you want to serve. And that was this moment, like, you know, this click moment that I said, okay, I want to try. That's amazing story. So inspiring. I just, for the record, want to correct something. I said in the intro that it was after your second kid, the third kid that you quit your yeah. job, but it's after your second kid. And then you had the third while having the business. Yeah. So that was interesting. So Nomad Nation, one thing to know is that every single time I have a call with Agnieszka during our, our calls, our accountability calls, the baby is there with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so cute. And it just, just listen. So it's amazing. And I want to talk about that as well at some point, you know, how you juggled growing your business to where it is today uh, while having your, at a time, second baby, and then your third baby, that's going to be interesting as well. But let's take a real, just a snap picture right now of where are you now in the business? So could you describe the different revenue streams and offers that you have in your business? Yeah. Uh, and how do you make revenue? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the first, like, uh, this point that I cannot believe it's happening, it's seven people on my team. You know, it started with a small crochet mm -hmm. business and now it's seven people on my team, you know, VAs, copywriters and all those, uh, you know, professionals helping me to put the message across. And, you know, I just cracked 100K. That's, uh, we work in Polish uh, currency. That's Polish Zloty. So that's one quarter of a dollar. For So for me, that was something I I haven't earned that much uh, while being an architect. So you, you just can't imagine, right? An architect, that's, there's that's this huge. stereotype that there's a person that earns that much. And I just like went past that point. So for me personally, 
it was this kind of, you know, little tweak that comes in your mind, like little shift that I kind of went over my, you know, limit that I had in my mind. But, you know, the greatest success for me is this magical balance that I have people helping me out. I work from eight to two. Usually that's the time where all the kids are in their, you know, kindergarten, preschool, school. And then it's over. I know it, that my time for work is over. So for me, that's a success that I finally managed to have like fixed hours for work. Then there's this time for family. And then obviously we have some masterminding session, but I treat it as fun. That's this fun part of the business. So yeah, that's yeah. that's the success, like stable revenue stream, possibility to be a mom, you know, join the you know, swimming pools or things like that but also have this fun from the business and do it with people that I actually like, right? I love that. This is amazing. And I love what you talk about how to perceive success and what it means to you and for you being able to, to, to build revenue, grow a team and allow, you have a, a company, not just a business. You have a company right yeah. now with seven people and that right. allows you to live your dream. And I remember you had one moment during our calls where we were talking and you said, oh my God, uh, you had just a moment where you said, I'm actually living the dream. Yeah. You had not realized it until now because you were so busy growing the business. And I actually am only working half a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that a huge? Yeah, you know, today, just before our podcast, that, that was a crazy day. I just had this photo shoot while, you know, I was like laying down in a whole hundreds of yarn balls um, and I uh, just discovered my dream board from a couple of years before it was after I realized during our you know mastermind session that I'm living my dream like having everything I want like perfect business that I love uh, kids at home that I could spend time with and I just took out this vision board and the only thing was missing there was this picture that I've posted from Pinterest or somewhere where a lady was laying down and it's like and it symbolized to me like this um, infinite uh, you know amount of um, materials for crafting because you know that's a dream of every craftsman that you have all the stuff at home and when you have this you know urge to create you just like grab it and like go with the flow and that was the picture that, you know, symbolized that to me. And I said, yeah, I only don't have that picture. And today I just like nailed the photo shoot for that picture. And I said, ah, oh, the dreams come true. It's just, you know, all the manifesting talk, you know, I haven't had a moment that I actually believed that. But when you listen to that, it kind of soaks into your mind into your brain and you surround yourself with people like you like positive having goals in dreams those are goals and set a time and date to fulfill that dream it just I have happened. goosebumps like, right now I have no goosebumps I did not know that that you had that picture on your vision board and today during this episode just before you had this photo shoot that is huge so, you know, one of the things I'm sure listeners are asking themselves is how did you get there? So let's talk a little bit about what got you to build this business right now. And I think the big shift was to turn it online, actually. Yeah. And that's where I want to talk about it. So um, when did that shift happen and how did you turn 
uh, your business that was workshops, physical workshops in person into online? Yeah, when those workshops began to uh, gain popularity, I caught myself at the point where I was trading time for money again, because, you know, I ditched architecture to have more time for family, because I said, okay, there's this ceiling where I'm either at work or at home, and I have to choose. And when uh, workshops started gaining popularity, it was the same, but they were not earning as much as, you know, architectural job. And I was, no, 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 I cannot go into that trap again. I have to do it like really smart. And, you know, all that online business thing was just like a legend to me. I kind of knew what it is, but that was kind of, you know, a story that you hear that somebody told you. Uh, but I realized that I won't be in a different place without somebody helping me out. I kind of had the, that feeling. It was just like with, you know, having kids at home and not being able to have time for myself. I realized I have to have somebody to take care of the kids or actually uh, put them to my husband and like ditch the stereotype that we have in Poland that, you know, a lady needs to take care of kids. That was the same. So you took yourself seriously and you started investing in the support yeah. system you need. Yeah. That's a big one. So Nomad Nation, this is so, so important to understand that if you want to shift in your business, that's the only way you will be able to get there. So can you tell us more about what you did to build that support system and get what you needed to get Yeah, there? you know, that needed um, a lot of this mindset shift, this humility that you're not the only one that does it properly. Like you're not the one that knows best. And for me, that was huge. I, I was always the type ambitious, like knowing all, like really, really hardworking and studying hard. And for me, that was this shift. I started, you know, I would say it was a learning curve, like never before, like even during studies or any time in my life. But I was like soaking in old knowledge about online business and then having like coach after another. But I kind of, you know, found the, the one that I stuck to and I was following the, the like process, like I was following uh, instructions. So for me, that was this process of surrendering myself and trusting that the person that is leading me knows better. So for me, that was a game changer. I always, always observe how you um, lead people in your programs, like how much heart and how much care about their success you have. And I believe that your clients also have this feeling that there's somebody knowing better. And the only thing you should do is just like trust that that person will help you. So for me, that was a big, like, mindset shift. That's yeah, it, it, you have invested in a program and yeah. a coaching program to get where you want to be. But you said something very important is to trust the process. Yeah. I think we all need to find what works for us, do some research, some educated research. But at some point, we need to choose, pick a direction and just trust the process. And yeah. that's what you've done. Yeah. That's huge. And, you know, so, this balance also helped me because it's uh, really easy to, uh, you know, quit it when something's going wrong. And you know that in entrepreneurship, it's always this uh, wavy uh, road, like bumpy road. It's ups and downs, ups and downs, and you just have to love it. But it's easy to drop it when there's a really low, low, if that's only thing that you have, the business. It was always this kind of balance that when something was going wrong with the business, because it wasn't always, you know, dance on roses, I always had the family and I could like kind of hide there 
fulfill my role as a mom, kind of, you know, have this chill out time with the family and recharge the batteries. And then I could always go back to the business. And that was sometimes when the family was like, we're having some arguments or you just have it enough, like, you know, how much you can play with those Lego blocks, right? (laughs) You just go back to the business. So that was, I guess, my secret, like having somebody leading me, like trusting that there's somebody that I could ask when I don't know what to do or I'm really desperate. But also having this balance with a family that could actually recharge you and give you this you know, safe space where you could wander off when things are not that well. Yeah, that is so important. So like, it's good that you got the guidance. So what are the things that you implemented, like the strategies that got you to take the leap and especially in terms of business model you made a huge business model shift to turn online mm-hmm. so how did that was that like through online courses what yeah what did you experiment and what did I think you had some experimenting going on uh, but what is ultimately what worked for you yeah when I realized that I cannot trade my time for money anymore um, I experimented with taking the uh, crafting workshops online And at the beginning, I really didn't believe that it could happen. Like, how could I like have this magic, like this intimate relationship with somebody on a Zoom call? No, you know. Yeah, let's pause a second here. This is big. This is big. Crochet is, so how would you define crochet? Yeah, it's um, like uh, you take a piece of yarn and a tool and you create a, you know, blanket or a cap or a, a piece of furniture. And it depends on the material because it could be a cotton material or a woolen material or even a fabric that is more stiff or less stiff. So you can do actually everything with it. It's just like knitting, but with slightly different tool. So you managed to turn that experience of being next to your client, showing them physically to do it online. So what are the things did you have to shift to be able to do that and create that experience? Yeah, you know, there was there was a lot of things, but the most important was understanding that it's not better or worse. It's just different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mindset. Exactly. (laughs) And I was like. I cannot take it one-on-one because being with somebody personally, that's totally different, you know, magic. But how do I create this magical experience online? So I said, okay, technical-wise, it was easy because you can, you know, add another window in Zoom that shows your hands. And actually that made things easier because my clients see their hands just like I see my hands. So it's way easier. I don't have to like, you know, try to show them how it works. They just see it the uh-huh. same. So they just like copy the action. But totally different thing was with this, how do I create this magical atmosphere? And you know, plotki, like oplotki comes from the word gossip. It's this tradition in Poland that ladies from various, you know, um, ages, they met all together in the olden days to create something with their hands. And they were like talking all the time while men were, you know, in the fields working. So this whole name came out of this gossiping, of this magical experience that you can talk to a person that had experience that you're just beginning with like with the ladies that she has three kids and I'm just pregnant and I just want to know all the things right and she's like ah you'll see that's that's easy right so how do you create that and on zoom it turned out that it is easier because you can turn on the camera you can turn it off you can have your voice up or you can turn it down And it turned out that I attracted a lot of people that 
um, I got to know about that later on when I get to know them better. But there were some people not turning their cameras on. And I was like so disappointed. But then I got some e emails. A lady told me that she was just coming out of the cancer and she had no hair, no, you know, hair on her face and on her head. And she said, thank you for those workshops, because that was actually the first time after my sickness that I dared to talk to other people. She had only the mic on, but she didn't have the camera on. And she said, next time I promised myself that not only the voice, but also the, you know, the view. And I was like, oh, my God, it's not only about, you know, some crocheting stuff. It's way more important. And when she came at another workshop, turning her camera on and like talking about what happened to her she said thank you all the ladies that you are here thanks to you I dare to go out of my apartment because that was this transition transition stage and for me that was the moment that changed everything it turned out it's not only about you know some crocheting things there is something way more important in that business and it became a mission and it was really easy to scale this because when I felt that like this pure intention of meeting people, we, you know, three years ago or two years ago, it was for a niche audience. But now when COVID hit and we got so lonely at home, you know, turning on Zoom only for our work and really missing real people, our friends, it just exploded. So my business just wow. exploded in 2020. That that was the moment I actually had to hire so many staff like VAs and help because there were more and more people coming to the workshop. At the beginning, the workshops were just a tool for promo, but I, I had my mainstream of revenue uh, for crocheting and macrame courses. And then after, you know, COVID hit, it flipped <laughs> the other way wow yeah. yeah so can you tell me more about what flipped exactly we just had a problem with the mic that's yeah. why I almost, yeah, yeah sorry for that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because at the beginning the workshops they were totally for free i knew that um, you know it was really hard to convince ladies to just join zoom where they when they could just come to regular workshops mm. and it was just like something additional to promote all the workshops that were stationary. Like that was a tool to gain popularity. And I was hiring some help to lead the workshop for me or help me with the workshops. But it was just like 20% of the revenue stream. So I knew that in order to scale, to have this income, that that was like the basics for doing that business, I created uh, online courses. So they were totally scalable. I just recorded videos. And I was selling them Excellent. as, you know, courses, leading you through the process from the point where you know nothing about crocheting to a point where you design your own pieces of furniture. Yeah. So you went from delivering those workshops live to actually selling online courses of crocheting that people can do on their own time. Yeah. Uh, so this is amazing. Do you still continue to do both or only one? What's the situation? Yeah, now? now I have to admit that the course that was creating three years ago, and I still see those videos where my hair is totally different and I'm so young, <laughs> <laughs> it's still on sale and it it brought me the most of revenue because I'm still selling that. 
But to be honest, I, I feel that um, the customers shifted uh, how they um, consume the content online. At the beginning, you know, online courses were something new. Even though people have it on YouTube, they wanted the course, they wanted the, you know, process, step-by-step step process, not to, you know, look for the videos, but just have it on a website. And they appreciated that. And now I see that the courses are still selling, but people appreciate those live workshops more. We, you know, long for a human touch, and especially yeah. now in COVID. So I see that at the beginning, there was a lot of courses be being sold and some workshops. And now it's the other way around. Very interesting, right? And that's where we always talk about the importance of pivoting, but also being agile in your yeah. business to constantly observe what's happening in a business and adapt. Um, so you also scaled your workshops by hiring other people to run them for you. You don't all run them all alone now. Yeah. That's yeah. that's another way of scaling. Yeah, that that's a whole other story because, you know, during this process, when I realized I cannot do it on my own and I really want to help other handmade artists to do what I'm doing, I saw that there's lots of, you know, mindset problems in this uh, in this niche. Uh, people don't value what they have, their skills, their job. Maybe that's in all the niches, but I was shocked. As an architect, I, I couldn't believe people don't charge proper money for what they know, what they do, what they could teach. So it became my mission, like take them on board, teach them what they have, what I have and spread the, you know, magic of crafting this, you know, mind yoga uh, to all the people, like give the, that tool for chill out for moms and not only moms, like everybody. That's something in, in those times, that's a privilege to. That's out. amazing. And I took those people on board. I started helping them to create their businesses. <laughs> I'm laughing because it seems I was like business coach for handmade artists without knowing that. I was just like <laughs> sharing knowledge. But the, the more I shared that knowledge, the more I, I attracted those magical people to my team. They were like, okay, we know that we could do it on our own, but can we help you? Can we like join forces, do it all together? This, idea of you know doing things together thanks to you know some proper education like business education i know how to turn that into a proper structure and create <laughs> i'm laughing it that's like a handmade corpo out of that because i decided to hire people who know other um, crafting techniques those that i'm not that proficient at to you know e extend our offer so it's not only crocheting, but it's also macrame or ceramics or, I don't know, weaving. And yeah, name it, we have it. But I also started hiring help to help me not do all the things on my own. So I've got this privilege to do one workshop per month. And the others, there are other crafting artists from crocheting. So... You know, this idea of not being competition, but helping each other, it's really... So you're also providing online courses to teach people, uh, artists who want to build their businesses online, like you did. Exactly. On top of the, the crocheting and handmade uh, workshops and online courses, you also have a whole community of, of artists who want to make money out of their art. So this is huge. And some of them actually join your team. Yeah. And then you had another amazing thing that happened to you, which is a whole new revenue stream mm -hmm. that is pretty huge. 
where you started getting a request from you know, one of your participants who worked for a big company. Oh, so tell me more about that. Yeah, that, that sounds like a story out of like a legend for me, even when I tell <laughs> that story. Because, you know, I always had this motto that you can do the best you can with what you've had. So with three kids on board and having this business and, you know, some people on my team, I said, okay, we can be professionals. Like, I felt that that's the stage where we can be so professional. Like, we can have a proper copy and a nice web page that's like upgrading everything now. And I always knew that workshops are this heart of what we do. And the workshops I can lead, I'm still doing that on my own. That's like my favorite thing in the business. And there was one of those workshops when I had a lady and she said, can you do a workshop for our friends, like some of us? And I said, okay, that's what I do. Like, So I carried out this workshop and a couple of days later, she just contacted me. Okay, we would like to hire you for our big company, like having 19,000 employees here in Poland. Uh, and we just sent uh, via newsletter the invitation to the workshops. And if they want to come, we've got like up to 300 people per workshops that they could join. So for me, it's like, oh my God, is that happening? Really, is that happening for real? That's And it's a huge company as well. Very. What's the name? Yeah, Rosman. I don't know whether that's popu popular also outside Europe, but in Europe, like Germany, Poland, that's like a main place where you buy your uh, cosmetics, right? Like really popular yeah. place. Plus, it's like Sephora or something. Yeah, something like, like that. Plus, they are yeah. leaders in this employer branding, you know, um, direction. They're looking for some new ways how to treat them their employees and it turned out that my services is a part of their program to provide their employees with some kind of um, you know making that work nicer during COVID because many of them are not longer working stationary they're working from home so they wanted to give their employees this you know kitchen at the office experience mm -hmm. where they could just chill out talk and you know meet other people from other um cities within the company isn't that amazing yeah yeah and for me it, that's a dream come true because i don't have to work so much on marketing it's just they provide me with a list of people that want a workshop and it's no longer 20 30 or you know 60 people was our max with all the marketing we do it's like 300 at one time. So that's why I had this wow. photo shoot today, you know, packing up 300 packages at home because during COVID we had had to close our workshop, workshop place because of the all the regulations. And we're still packing it up here at my home. <laughs> so it's a really fun job to have. <laughs> wow, this is so inspiring. So you do deliver as well Packages, are you still doing that? I think that's where you started a little bit experimenting is by creating packages for knitting with all the equipment. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, for me, it's a, a little step back because, you know, now when I'm like stepping into the CEO role, which I'm still learning to do, and, you know, there's this skill not to do things instead of doing, mm -hmm. I still with such a pleasure took this step back to, you know, pack the, the, the packages, design the um, packaging, like making it really eco-friendly, 
put all those little handwritten notes inside as me, not one of my employees, but also looping back to this balance with family. When I have my oldest, you know, seven-year-old daughter homeschooled now, I allowed her to drop some, you know, lessons in order to help me packing up. And I'm like teaching her how job could look like, how she's helping me. She saves money for some new Lego blocks. So she just like packs 10 packages mm -hmm. and then she gets it. So it's really nice tool for her also to see me as a person that works, earns money. And she kind of feels, because with the online business, you cannot kind of touch it. You cannot feel it. How do you explain to a child that staring at the computer for the whole day brings you money? She's like, can I watch some cartoon? And that will bring me money. You know, there's this misconception. But when she sees those um, physical products, how I make a phone call, how I receive some people thanking me for this personal note that she just helped me to, you know, write down. That's really magical thing. Yeah. This is so beautiful. And that's, I guess, also part of the dream, yeah. you know, when you can include your children and build these memories yeah. with them and, and um, so, so powerful, so, so inspiring. So is there, this is just like a, a very inspiring story that you're sharing. I would love to know if along this amazing journey, you had some challenges or difficult moments. If so, what could have them been? Yeah, there are lots of them. And, you know, um, it's, as I said, it's not always so perfect. Obviously, when we talk, we... We just want to remember those best places, like best moments. And just like now, I feel I'm like at the top moment. That's why I take those photos. I just want to remember it so badly. I kind of feel that I'm closing this dream moment. And I'm a bit scared what's waiting, you know, ahead that core, you know, whether that CEO role is really that fun, right? Maybe that moment is the most fun. But there was this moment uh, with, uh, you know, I was doing that all to have this balance, to have this family life and have the business. And there were moments where you have to push hard, uh, push through, learn something new, you know, hiring people. Sometimes it's really disappointing, right? That's the whole other story. But there were moments where I pushed too hard and it was at the cost of my family, like, you know, cramming all night, doing those perfect webinar slides or having the webinar in the middle of the night because it went two hours and a half. And I had my husband, you know, stopping me there and telling me, okay, you said that this business is in order to serve you, create your dream life. And here you are staring at the screen 12 hours because you want to earn that money. Is that really serving you? And, you know, that was the most important for me, like a downfall, forgetting, you know, what is this business for? that the business is serving you, it's serving your life. It's not the other way around, not the life is serving your that's business. That's so powerful. Yeah. So tell me, that's that's the million dollar question that everybody's trying to crack and you managed to crack that. How do you find that balance and how do you evaluate that amount of work that you have to put at the beginning? I believe like when you get started, you need to dedicate time and, and energy to to whatever endeavor you go into but how do you find that balance what did you do to actually be able to continue to grow the business mm -hmm. um but then create the space you needed for your family and the second question is if you had to do it again 
what could you have done differently? Is there something you could have done differently? Yeah, you know, that's the same question for both, the, uh, the, the same answer for both the questions. Mm -hmm. And it's so simple, and yet we tend to forget it so often. Anyway, I do that, even though I know, and I have this written down all over the place to remember. It's trusting your guts, trusting your intuition, believing that you have everything actually. I needed those fancy coaching programs to have somebody ask me the proper question. And it all boiled out to the point that you already have it, you already know. You just allow yourself to trust that guts, trust that the person you really love masterminding with will lead you to those breakthroughs because you have it inside the people you surround yourself with those are catalysts to what is already meant to happen and just believing you know that you have it you don't have to look for it all over the world and crack crack the you know magic code it's just listening to yourself and that's enough that's That's amazing. Nomad Nishina, I hope you find a lot of inspiration with just like Nishka shared. Um, you know, one of the things that I think has been taking you where you are more than, and this is why I didn't want to make this episode all about the marketing strategies you implemented, because honestly, there are no magic ones. You just did what everybody does to be online. But the big difference, I think it's your mindset. The mindset in which I noticed you right away, the positive mindset that you have. Uh, so when we say trusting our guts, um, I know a lot of people who might have as well a lot of doubts and let their doubts actually pollute their vision of what they actually can do. Um, what did you have to do to be able to develop this positive mindset and confidence in you to be able to trust the process and Just go with the flow. You know, it, it might sound, sound cheesy, but it was the money. You know, we have those weird relationships with money as women, as employees, as entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's something bad or we really want it, but in a way we don't want to have too much because people don't like us then. And I also had that issue. But when I realized money is just a tool to amplify what you have, what you feel, what you, what you want to spread in the world. And if you feel you've got something really valuable to share, it really like took away all the pressure. So I just made sure that I have enough, enough to survive. And it turns out that it's not really that much. Like it's not, you know, hundred thousands of dollars that you have to have each day, like, 100k lounge to survive it's really not that much and when i kind of established what it is i said okay i don't have those pressures and you know magically it happens that if you don't have that pressure your clients feel it you don't want to like put that program into their mouth just buy it buy it you just serve them and if not that time they will come back when they are ready And it's, you know, flips or the business around. Yeah. Amazing. But you also did the work. I saw you in action. Yeah. You are doing the yeah, work. Yeah, I'm not just waiting. <laughs> you did the work. You did implement all the systems and the tips and the marketing strategies that were important as well. But mindset, no marketing strategy can work without yeah. that mindset for sure. So um, I love that. So thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story. Before we say goodbye, is there one big tip or message you want to share with those who are listening and who want to, first of all, 
grow in their businesses, no matter what it is. And second, especially with those who have maybe more handcraft type, type of businesses. What would you Yeah, want don't believe in stereotypes. Kids are not excuse. Kids can be motivation, like motor or recharger to your business batteries. Plus, even if, you know, in a crafting world, especially in Poland, which is considered as, you know, a homestead mom's business, so not really a real business, I could make, you know, decent, profitable, satisfying business that could support my life, my family, my dreams. Everybody can do that. It's just enough to have it inside you that you know you really want to do it. And the rest will just fall into right places. Yeah. I love that. And one thing you said as well is to manifest our dreams and visualize them yeah. and express them and share them with others. A lot of people tend to dream secretly. And I think that's yeah. actually the beginning uh, where things fall apart. So share your dreams. That's important. And you've been sharing it here with us. Uh, one last thing is where can we find you? And you are starting now an initiative in English as well. Tell us more about it before you say goodbye. Yeah, we're starting like really first steps with Handmade from Poland. I believe that what we have in Oplotki, all the community of Polish crafters, we've got something to share with the world. So we're starting with Handmade from Poland. Now just a podcast and a YouTube channel just to get some visuals. And now it's just an experiment. We're just showing what we've had and translating it into English. So if you just want to check it out, I warmly invite you to get there. So Nomad Nation, you will find the link of uh, Handmade by in Poland in the website of this show notes, as well as all the links to find Agnieszka and connect with her if you wish to on tandemnomads.com slash 204. I had goosebumps more than once today and I appreciate you for that. Thank you so, so much. for. Thank this you for having me, Amel. Thank you so much. <laughs> My pleasure. Nomad Nation, I hope that you got really inspired and could see all the ways where you could expand and grow and believe that you can do it too. Stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities.